Well, hey there, First Family. We are back with another podcast. We are uh, meeting someone new today. But before I introduce our guest, uh, who do we have with us? We got RJ Parks, our Director of Operations. The new guy. Hello. Uh, we're also joined by uh, Travis Walker, our uh, discipleship pastor. That's right. Glad to be back. And our guest of honor today is our youth director, Jake Walton. It's a pleasure to be here. Insert clapping soundtrack. Good. All right. Well, uh, I don't know if we're calling this the Bearded Three or not, but uh, we're just going to, we're putting it out there. We're just diving in a little bit here. So we're going to chat with Jake. Um, we might shoot the breeze a little bit. Um, before we get started, but then we're going to ask you some serious questions and some really goofy questions, and uh, we'll just see where it takes us. We'll get to know your time with Jake Walton. Sounds good. I'm excited. Are you? Your voice doesn't sound super excited. Uh, I don't know how to answer Theater that. of the mind. He doesn't look super excited. <laughs> Can I start off by saying I really like his flannel shirt? Yes. <laughs> I, I like how you dressed up for today's episode. Mm-hmm. He does look, look a little jarred. RJ said so they look like He's the got his nice brown guy. shoes and yeah, his flannel. Yeah, that's true. Little Are those uh, Chelsea boots you're wearing? They are not Chelsea boots. Oh, okay. They're Dockers on sale mm. three years ago. <laughs> hey, Dockers has some nice shoes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Looking, you look like your lumberjack look today going on. I like it. Mm-hmm. And you got a fresh haircut. And oh, also, this week we celebrated Jake's one-year work anniversary. Boom. Yeah. One so we didn't, even, we didn't even plan that. That actually Time just happened. Flies. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's the and best Jake, thing you've done in one year here, Jake. Ooh. Best thing I've done in one year... I think just arrive and get to know people and build lots of relationships. And I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint one thing. I think I've just. I thought you may arrive like I've arrived. I've arrived. Like, yeah, honestly, like I think it showed up every day. Yeah, it's the or, fact well, that I'm still I here. Days. It became a big deal. The is fact that, that I'm still here is my That's greatest it. accomplishment. <laughs> All right. Yeah. First series, because this isn't a question, it's a statement, but in like two minutes or less, give us your story. Yeah, uh, I was the fifth of seven children. I grew up in northwestern Pennsylvania, a little town called Meadville. Have you guys ever heard of Channel Lock Tools? Yes. No. Yes. Okay, no. sweet. That's where they come from. Oh. So that's uh, that's the one claim to fame of where I grew up. Um, my dad is, has been a pastor for over 41 years, married to my mom for over 45 years. Um, he accepted Christ as his savior on his way to Vietnam in the Marine Corps. And uh, then went and worked with the Navigators in Colorado and then went to Dallas Seminary and has been a pastor ever since. So growing up, we lived in a tiny little house, 800 square feet, nine people. Um, Pops was only making like 20-some thousand a year. So wow. I don't know. I'm not going to say like we grew up poor. We had a lot to be thankful for. But we didn't It's not like we were like rolling in Mercedes Benzes <laughs> and, and living the good life. And there's a lot of things I learned about that growing up. Um, when I was little, they called me Happy Man, um, partly because my favorite book was Happy Man and His Dump Truck, which I still have a copy if you guys would like to hear it sometime. And, Will you uh, read that to us sometime? If like you, at a staff meeting? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and then also I was like, I, even as a little kid, I was like very energetic and passionate. Um, so that was growing up. And then I grew up like going to Awana and I was completely all in and involved in that. Um, youth group throughout the days, etc. And then when I got to my senior year of high school, for the first time, um, I went on a missions trip. And I remember on that trip, I think the Lord really started tapping my heart and just giving me a passion to reach lost people. I, I led my first person to Christ at 18 years old. And I just remember going behind that church and I just started weeping 
And it's like the Holy Spirit was just was just like captivating my heart through this experience. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I know the Lord's in it. So it's uh, then I went to Bible college for a couple years and um, have been doing ministry consistently for the last 14 years in different capacities like camp and youth ministry. But I've always just loved doing this kind of work and it's the most rich and rewarding. So yeah, that was, was that good? That, yeah. Okay. Sweet. That's great. So my next question, you guys can, Travis and RJ, feel free to jump in with any questions or follow-up questions you may have here. My next question was going to be, why youth ministry? Like what specifically about youth ministry? Why not, you know, some other area of church ministry or nonprofit or even just maybe not ministry at all? Why youth ministry? Um, I just, I think adults can be pretty boring. <laughs> I feel That's like true, they, actually. Facts. the older that they get, the more they become so set in their ways. Hmm. And I feel like they just, they lose, a lot of them just lose that joy and that childlike enthusiasm. Hmm. Whereas a kid is more moldable. Um, they're, they've got their whole lives in front of them. They're just like a baby oak tree that you can bend and twist and turn in any direction you want. Hmm. So it's like, I, I feel like that's an influential age. And I just, I, so I connect with them. Even with my humor, it can be super goofy and silly. If I say that to an adult, they look at you like you're an idiot, which I probably am. But to a kid, it's like it's exciting. And so I've been drawn towards that. Um, yeah, I just have a huge heart for this generation. That's not to say that in the years to come, um, maybe this like maybe it's just this particular generation I've been called to reach. So as they get older, maybe I'll have a heart to reach out to them in different ways, like lead pastor or missionary or whatever that might look like. But I would say that's why I love youth ministry. Awesome. Do you guys have any other follow questions or serious I have, questions? I have an interesting uh, detail. Yes. Hmm. Jake and I went to the same Bible college. Yeah. So we go way back. And I've heard it said that all great youth pastors come from BBC. Hmm. That's not a quote from me. Wow. That's that's, that's a big claim. The truth out there. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who said that quote? Uh, <laughs> anonymous. Someone from BBC. Anonymous. <laughs> For sure. For sure. All right, and last call for serious questions because I'm yeah, going to devolve. I, okay. So here's my serious question for you. Um, besides your dad, your pastor at church, uh, who, um, who has shaped you the most? Give me like a, either a preacher or an author, um, somebody that has influenced you the most. Hmm. That's one of the things I wrote down on my little notepad here. You assumed we would ask, ask yeah, that question? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. Darn it. Okay. Um, Too predictable. So, I've been so blessed in my life because I have, I would say, over a dozen men that have invested in me in one way or the other. I'm kind of, I was like, kind of like the kid growing up that I didn't want to be left alone. So I constantly would pursue guys to pour into me and mentor me. So, I mean, like your dad, Mel Walker, had a big impact. There's things I learned from him. Dwight Peterson, Mike Shaw, friend of mine back home, Dr. Kellogg. This is a fun fact. When I go home to Pennsylvania, my best friend is 77 years old, and we play a lot of golf together, and we just talk life. We've always connected as friends. And from each of these people, I've learned specific things that I still um, live by and how they've influenced me. So there's been a lot. I mean, it's, it's hard to pinpoint one. Gary Moosey's another name. He's, he was kind of like a grandpa figure, which is interesting because he's the same age as my dad. Um, but, yeah, I've just been really blessed with great men. And uh, I've, I've taken my steps to pursuing people that I knew could invest in me as well. What about somebody you've never met? 
who like an author or pastor you've never met that's influenced you? Um, so I would say one of them is John Piper. Mm -hmm. And honestly, not because he's so rich and deep in theology. Like if I listen to his sermons, I'm lost in the first three minutes. Mm -hmm. I can't keep up with all that stuff. But it's actually his passion and his intensity for Christ. Yeah. Um, I read the book, Don't Waste Your Life, as a 19-year-old in college who was living very passively. Um, I was in a relationship where I was not the spiritual leader and I would just live bare minimum, like whatever I could do to just barely get by in everything. And then I read that book and in one of the key phrases is one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And that like echoed in the deepest parts of my heart. And from that day forward, you know, I, I wouldn't say I arrived from that moment on, but I look back in the last five years for the last 15 years and I'm thankful at the growth that I've had. I'm not perfect, but by God's grace, I'm progressing. Cool. That's great. Awesome, man. All right. Next question. This is this is my favorite question. Um, what the, This is a similar vein, just not serious at all. <laughs> what theologian, pastor, or author would you choose to fight alongside in the zombie apocalypse? To fight alongside? Just you and this pastor, author, speaker. Who, do you, who are you going to choose? Mark Driscoll. <laughs> Wow, that's a yeah. that's a throwback choice. All right, I think we have intensity in common. Yeah, and, uh, and he seems like a kind of a big dude. Like, yeah, he's a he's a. I mean, I, it looks like he's lost weight over the years. Yeah. Um. So he, but yeah, I mean, I don't, it's not so much about like his his size or his weight. It's just more his intensity. Yeah. Like you know, he if he's gonna die, he's gonna die on the battlefield. I think Driscoll would fight dirty too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In, in a zombie apocalypse, absolutely. That's what you want. You Charles Barkley fight dirty. <laughs> Charles Barkley said, "Never get in a fight with an ugly person because you've got nothing to lose." <laughs> so, yeah, That's a great quote. Yeah. Uh, next question. Um, this is a good question for a youth guy. What is the most embarrassing thing you've ever worn? I've ever worn. Worn. <laughs> um, Why? Well, it's like I just bought a Winnie the Pooh adult pajamas for like our 1k <laughs> you, like the onesie yes so like i do i've done stuff like that all my life so it's like it doesn't bother me or affect me last year i ran the 5k in a, a lion onesie so that stuff looking back though probably one of the most embarrassing thing is the first time i trick-or-treated i was 20 years old and a student at liberty university and i wore a caveman outfit um yeah Were and it was shirtless that was the first time you trick-or-treated the first time in, in my life, life. yes so I went around. Did they not trick or treat around your area when well, you were we, a kid? One, we lived in the country, and two, I think my parents thought that it was oh, like satanic or something. Right, like the garb. Yeah, the, yeah, right. Of okay. course. Well, of they course. were. It, it was harvest, <laughs> not not a Halloween. Right. Yeah. So um, weenie roast or something like that. <laughs> Holy Ghost weenie yeah. roast. <laughs> I do, like, looking back, it was like, I probably wouldn't have done that again. It was a little weird. Well, I remember one time specifically, I knocked on a door in my caveman outfit, and I had, like, a giant club. Uh, and, I thought you were about ready to murder him, probably. Well, and little kids answered the door, and oh, I'm like, no. trick or treat. And it was just, like, a really, like, Wait, how like, old were you when you were wearing this? Uh, 20. 20? 20. So you, in a caveman outfit, at 20 years old, yes. knocked on a door where children answered. Well, the children answered the door. I think the parents were close. They thought you were a psychopath, probably. Was this, like... Yeah. Like in a community or like it's not dormitories, right? Like, no, this was like, like Liberty University. <laughs> this was Lynchburg, Virginia. Lynchburg, Virginia. So I'm like going Charles to children are answering housing. Right. It's not a dorm I was room. Confused for a while. I heard Liberty and I okay. I got yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a this is a very divisive question I got for you. Good. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Honestly, I don't care. 
Um, but but this is a question though. You have to answer it. So I don't care if you don't care. Do you, you eat hot dogs? Do, yeah, there's actually my favorite new hot dog is actually called a Hebrew National. Hebrew National. Yeah, oh, yeah they're super that. expensive. It's kosher, they're right? At, right. Yeah, yeah. They're at High V, and I had one. And mostly, I just like the name of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I also at times will eat those for breakfast. You'll have a hot dog for breakfast? Yeah, if it's all I have left in the fridge, it, like with your oatmeal. No. Do you chop up your hot dog and put it in your oatmeal? No, that's that. What about your cereal? What do you put on your hot dog? Um, ketchup. Only ketchup? Just ketchup. Hmm. I'd put chili if I had it. So answer the original question. Is it a sandwich? Um, no. No. What do you guys think? Uh, hot dogs are disgusting, and so I would hate for anyone to ruin the name sandwich. So no. I'm going to go no as well. I'm going to go no as well. Wow. Ooh. Consensus. Hmm. Although it I wasn't divisive. I would say they're, what's in them is probably disgusting, Ugh. but if you don't think about it, mm. I think it tastes pretty good. I mm. have to think about it. You don't have to. Turn your brain off. Okay. Got it. Shove it down your gullet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the last question I have. Uh, what is something super weird about you that people may not know? Hmm. Honestly, I feel like I'm a pretty odd person. There's okay, a lo- so give us the top odd thing about you then. The top odd. Or one that comes to mind. Ah, man. Um, I would definitely say my eating habits are right up there. Hmm. Um, growing up, like my mom, once I was in high school and junior high, my mom worked the second shift. So if my dad ever cooked, which was rare, we would just cook eggs. So we'd just sit down and have like eggs for dinner every single time. Hmm. But other than that, like, she didn't grocery shop much. So whatever we had in our house, we would just eat on that until it was gone. And then when we were completely bare of all food, that's when they'd go grocery shopping. Wow. So I've seen how that played out in my adult life. It's like I have some very weird eating habits. I still follow <laughs> that same pattern and routine. What's a, what's a, something, give us an example. What's a weird thing you eat? Um, like if they're, if like, well, Hebrew nationals for breakfast. Well, that, that's true. That's, that's weird. all I had left in my fridge. So I cook those up and eat them for it's breakfast. Food. Eat it. Yeah. Right. So I actually don't find that all that weird. So your diet mm. knows no, knows no time. <laughs> right. You, yeah. Nothing sounds bad for breakfast because it's just another time to eat Yeah. Food. It's, it's okay. food. Let's just eat it. So and, the question I have for you, Jake, is with yeah. the Hebrew nationals, how yeah. do you <laughs> cook them in the morning? Like, is this something you just microwave? Are you going all out and boiling them? Or do you have one of those like gas station rollers that's just going all the do time? People, with do hot people dogs have those? Yes, yeah, so it's actually a, a lifelong dream of mine to own one of those. And Couldn't have you just it like so order one? Come down in the morning and it's the hot dogs why, are already why going. Why don't we put one in the staff break room? Why is that a lifelong dream? Couldn't you just? Uh, what are they twenty bucks? Yeah, they can't be that expensive. Yeah, but that's my wife, dream? my wife oh, is okay, kind of hindering the dream of mine. So. <sighs> Let's go around. So, the Jake, go ahead. How do you? One thing our wives won't let us have. <laughs> <laughs> I wasted that one. <laughs> I um I would just nuke it in a microwave, but I don't have a microwave. Oh, so I'll just throw them in a pan and heat it up till they're cooked. Oh, fry them up. Yeah, fry yeah. them up. Nice. Brown yeah. them up a little bit. Hey, RJ, just yeah. for your edification here, there's a. Elite Gourmet Hot Dog Toaster Oven for $43 on Amazon. A toaster oven? Wait. It has a roller on top. Hmm. Or there's one that actually has, like, branded 
with like a Coke thing, and it's $34. Yeah, we need the one that'll heat the bun, a bun warmer. Yes, have the bun warmer Look at this on one right it. here. The, you heat the bun inside of it, and the uh, dogs are on top rolling. You know what else would be good? It's going to those to for the have office. one of those like liquid cheese dispensers, too, <laughs> to go along with so pretty it. Pretty much, First Family Church is just becoming a come and go. Oh, yeah. Got it. We're a complete snack shop. For those here. that don't know, RJ is a big come and go fan, <laughs> and that is his goal is to turn this office into a come and go yes. someday. Yeah. One piece at a time. Fountain, fountain pop would be great. Diet Dr. Pepper, right? Mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper is what RJ drinks on a daily basis. It's true. It's basically how he's going to This gonna, is about Jake, though. That's how he's going to live to 100 is uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. What's yes. your secret? Diet Dr. Pepper every day. Jake, what, what is one thing you, you have to have? Like, you have to live food-wise or beverage-wise. Like, I have to have coffee. I'm not Travis without coffee. What, what's your thing? Oh, man. RJ's Diet Dr. Pepper. Tanner's is bam, bang. Nah. Bam. Bang. Bang. Nah, not really. What's the new thing, Tanner? I don't really have a new thing. Okay. Chocolate milk. I like energy drinks in general. Chocolate I do milk. like chocolate milk. He has to have chocolate milk. Okay. Chocolate milk for Tanner. After a good workout, chocolate milk. Nothing and like Jake? it. Um, Vegetables. Vegetables. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing about you. You buried, buried the go. lead on that one. Yeah. Favorite vegetable. Vegetables? Um, yeah. No, I... I eat you are a ton of vegetables. Hmm. Um, probably broccoli hmm. or cooked or raw. Um, either or. Okay. I mostly eat it raw. Okay. And then the other one is cucumbers. cucumbers. I love cucumbers. Okay. Have you seen that they can they can now get the the vegetables in a bag where you just steam it in the microwave? Hmm. I could see you getting yourself oh, a glass yeah. of wine and a bag of vegetables and calling it a night. <laughs> I'd have to get a microwave, though. Yep, true. Would. <laughs> we should get you a microwave before the hot dog warmer. I'd be all about you that. Put a microwave in your office. There you go. <laughs> Might as well. Why, really? Why not? Have everything else yeah. in there right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that'll about wrap it up. Unless you guys had any final I had questions. I had one more question. Did you? I didn't really get asked a question. So. Well, you had chances to jump in and you didn't. So I did. This and is my that'll, first time. That'll conclude. I'm just going to go ahead. On a podcast, though. So, Jake, how, how old are you? What year were you born? I'm 32 years old. I was born on March 22nd, 1988. 1988. So, okay, 32 years ago. Um, in those 32 years, it's very obvious that in the uh, world of movies or Hollywood actors, there's really just two greats in the last 32 years. That's Tom Cruise and Vince Vaughn. So can you tell us your favorite <laughs> Tom Cruise movie and your favorite Vince Vaughn movie? Um, favorite Tom Cruise movie is Night and Day. Ooh, Ooh that's a good one. That is good. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I don't I even don't... Like, know what Vince Vaughn is in. So like like Wedding Crashers, Dodgeball. Haven't, haven't seen it. It's about it. Yeah. Couples I... Resort. Nope. <laughs> uh, the Breakup. Are you sure you want to include Vince Vaughn in your two? Because I feel like Tom Cruise, that makes sense. Vince you Vaughn. If it's four terrible movies. <laughs> How it's... is he one of the best actors of all time? If it's not Vince Vaughn, it's Jason Bateman. Right, it has to be one of those two. I, I don't know that it has to be. <laughs> Who else would it be? Uh, Almost anyone. Matthew else. McConaughey. I don't oh. know. He's been in more big stuff. Well, you didn't mention ah. Keanu. You Keanu. Didn't... Matt Damon. <laughs> what about people? What about are... Matt Damon? He's Jason Bourne. Oh, from Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Who's the guy in National Treasure? What's his name? Nicholas Cage. Don't no. He is not on. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, Cage, is, Cage. Nicholas no. is terrible. No. Oh, although The Rock was really good. All right. Well, we're gonna call that. A wrap on this this podcast episode. Thanks, Jake, for joining us. Appreciate your insight and getting to hear from you a little bit. Hopefully, people will get to know you a little bit more if they haven't already. So uh, we're going to be working our way through the staff in reverse chronological order of when, how long they've been here. Hope you will join us then. 
And uh, yeah, that's it. Hope to see you next time. What right. camera? What what camera was I supposed to look into? <laughs> 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 <laughs>